Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie and we're continuing, continuing the series of Faith in the Storm and today I have two guests on the show, Rachel and Ryan Waters, welcome to the show. They are, <laughs> they are amazing people of course, uh, they're coaches, they're motivational speakers, life coaches and pastors and they're doing a lot of great work and uh, therefore I've called them on because I think they have a lot of wisdom they can offer us. So I hope you guys enjoy this and you resonate with it and there's something that you can take away from this. So thank you so much for doing this. No problem. <laughs> um, so I just want to get straight into the conversation because sure. I think there's so much to cover. Yeah. But when, when speaking about faith, immediately a lot of people, um, you know, the initial thing that comes into one, uh, one's head is often, you know, the religious aspect. Right. And I feel like we're all born into a certain, a certain belief system because of family, because of, you know, where we come from, and that's all taken on board. And a whole lot of people go on a journey where they change, where that changes over time. I mean, me yeah. personally, it's happened with me. Um, and some people don't because maybe they don't question the process. Yeah. Um, do you feel like as individuals on your individual journey, did you go through that despite being born into a family with a certain belief system? Was there a time for both of you where you questioned your beliefs and therefore either changed beliefs or therefore felt convicted of your beliefs? Sure. Um, I think with me, it's interesting because, you know, I think it's how we define faith firstly that shapes this question. Um, a lot of the times we think faith is a strength that we need to, you know, encourage within or something that we need to put mm. faith into. Um, and I think for me personally, it's been an understanding of faith is actually dependence. You know, it's so um, much of the opposite of what we think faith is today. We think faith is something we do independently of or something right. we, you know, uh, promote ourselves to have more strength or to do to positive thinking or be mm. in anything that you do yourself. And for me, the journey has been, you know, my, my family has, they've always loved Jesus. And so we've, bro we've been brought up in that environment where you know, the the whole aspect of faith is something where you learn to lean on as opposed to be independent of. Um, and so for me, faith has definitely been a journey. Uh, the more I've experienced life, the more I've realized how much I actually need dependence on God mm. as opposed to living independently. Mm -hmm. um, life teaches you that, you know, and you can choose. I mean, you can choose to either you know, strive and, uh, you know, push after something in your own strength and strive harder and strive. But after a point, striving, you know, it, it comes to a point as well where you get to choose between, you know, how much can I go on on my own? And, and you come to the realization that for me, it was a total dependence where I had to give up something. So for me, faith became, as I grew um, up and as I experienced more of life, faith was more actually surrender mm. rather than something I had to cultivate. Okay. So my journey with faith has definitely grown the more I've known of God, the more I know of His character, um, the more I've experienced life and experienced Him. That's been my journey. So it's definitely, you know, evolved. The more I understand it, Him, the more I am more dependent on Him. So, okay. 
Yeah. Okay, and Ryan, would you say it's, it's a very similar journey to Rachel's for you? Um, it's a, uh, in some ways there's similarities. Um, I think for me, faith has been something that um, I've grown to rely more upon God than upon myself. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, it's been a surrender to Him and a realization that I can't do everything and I'm not able to rescue myself. That, that, that there comes a point where um, I have to rely upon Him, and I guess that's probably yeah. for me where truth, faith has started. Yeah. But, but I wasn't um, born into uh, the faith that I now have, really. When mm -hmm. I was born, my parents were very much. Um, secular. Mm -hmm. They were into a lot of uh, new age sort of things or experimenting and all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. um, they were born, my parents were born like Protestant. Okay. I was christened as a child, like mm -hmm. you know, sprinkled on their head and all. Mm -hmm. But they weren't practicing in any way. They just did that out of tradition more than anything. It wasn't until I was about five years old that mm -hmm. they kind of um, began to, uh, you know, start to believe in Christ and in Him as a higher kind of, you know, as, as God. And so that, then after that my parents became like pastors, right? So I was born into that, not born into that, but raised in this mm. environment where, but the environment was very, at that time, in that period of time for whatever reason, was very um, uh, legalistic. Um, so legalism means uh, basically God is the God is kind of angry and wrathful and is going right. to send you to hell. Yeah. And if yeah. you don't please Him, then you're mm. going to be living under some sort of curse. Mm. Mm. So it's a very fear-based. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also alongside of that, it's, it, legalism focuses more on oneself being better to make God happy. Yeah. Rather than relying upon mm. um, Christ as being the ultimate sacrifice on the cross that satisfied God's wrath. So the rely, you're relying more on yourself yeah. than legalism than yeah. on God. Yeah. So for a long time I was raised in that. Okay. And so, but what that did is because it was a very strict environment, so what, what that did for me is I began to kind of push against that and like it at all actually. Because mm. mm. I felt like, you know, restricted. Uh, you know, I wasn't allowed to listen to rock and roll music. I wasn't there's movies I wasn't allowed to watch. There's certain toys. I mean, you know, my parents are good people, so um, they've since apologized for this. But, you know, I felt bad for having some toys. I remember feeling bad um, because I had a, had a Darth Vader toy for Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Because um, that he was evil, and you know, and it was mm. just like now it just seems ridiculous. Yeah. But then it made a lot of sense because that was the kind of the underlying sort of philosophy of the faith that we had at mm -hmm. that point in time. Mm -hmm. um, but I really began to push against that. Yeah. Kind of, I never sort of walked away from having faith in Christ or a higher being. But I definitely wasn't following it because I just didn't, the definition of it was well, basically I can't be a human being and I, I, I can't. Be normal and that 
really strict and all of that. So I kind of, I kind of was a bit of a double-lifed kid, really, to be yeah. honest. I mean, I used to go to church. Yeah. And uh, but in the, during the week, I was kind of just doing my own thing. I wasn't following God in any way. It wasn't a relationship. Okay. It wasn't until I was about twenty or so that I began to, um, I began to. I don't know what it is. Uh, but I began to look at Christ. I, I think I came to a point where I'd done enough and seen enough of the world, not that at 20 you've seen much, but I'd seen enough of the world to go, okay, this is not, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing really, like all of these things I'm not allowed to do that I'm doing are not bringing about any happiness for me. So what's this all about? So I began to question more of God and who He was. And, I guess that was the beginnings of something for me where I began to really pursue Christ and read the Bible. Yeah. And actually began to understand that the Bible, Christ, He didn't come to establish some sort of religion where you have to do all the right things to please Him. That's not why He died on the cross. Yeah. He died on the cross because we we needed it and we needed rescuing. So. When I began to understand that, I began to be okay with my own weakness and began to be okay with my own struggles. Mm -hmm. That he was actually inviting me to relationship. Yeah. Um, that's where faith got a whole lot more real for me. And, uh, it was out of that, after that, I, I went to Bible college. I felt a calling to do what I do now. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really interesting because. Uh, one of the viewers, one, one of my followers on, yeah. on social media, they did one of the questions they asked in regards to uh, this series and, and something they wanted answered was this fa the fact of when we look at religion, of sort of all these rules that we have to follow. Yeah. And um, even they asked that just because I'm not sort of praying this many times a day or does that make me a bad person, yeah. you know, does this. And I think, I mean, I think even I've struggled with yeah. that. Um, yeah. And, and, and like you said, Ryan, the, the, the God-fearing aspect, I think that's absolutely really relatable. And what you both said, which um, I noticed, was this, this idea of surrendering, yeah. which um, I think is very difficult for people to get their minds around because we're in a culture which is encouraging us to have faith in something or just that, just that phrase of, yeah. oh, just have faith. Right. You know, right. things are not going good, just have faith. Yeah. But what does that mean? I think that's, that's yes. what, you know, this discussion is about. Um, so then, like you, 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 you mentioned relationship and focusing on relationship with God, of course, but together as a couple, mm. um, you know, in this other, in this marriage union that you have, um, I, I mean, I know we got some really good things from Sam and Dina as well, and that was very much got to do with their journey and their experience. But what would you say when people are in a relationship and one person is perhaps, does have faith in God very strongly and, you know, their life is revolving around that faith and another person doesn't in a relationship, what kind of impact does that have? And is it, is it, so is it necessarily necessary for two people to share it? Or is it something that can work out, you know, when you have individual belief systems, in your opinion? Right. Um, I think, uh, you know, when you said uh, a lot of the time faith is something, you know, defined as something you just have, you know. Mm. Um, I think because right now we define faith as something to do with our feelings. And yeah. Think, if you just have faith, you'll be alright. But 
you know when what happens when you're down and out what what happens those days when you can't just have faith mm. you know because we define faith we tend to define faith in today's standard as something you feel and something you cultivate but really um when push comes to shove in the hard times it's hard to rely on feelings to have faith you need to have faith in something bigger than yourself you know and for us i know for us personally we can speak about our journeys you know in a marriage especially you you have to have faith in in the truth that is that is immovable in something that is unshakable amidst your feelings amidst your hard times amidst your challenges mm-hmm. because um you know faith is not about a feeling you know faith is trusting in someone who has the final say faith is putting your dependence on someone who's got all of it under control mm-hmm. and so even in our aspect of marriage um you know we found the way we've navigated through life through the challenges through mm-hmm. the differences is going to that one immovable god yeah you know that holds our future that knows us something that where we can go to 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 see aspects of ourselves that are in, imperfect to see aspects of ourselves that we need to change and i think sometimes if there's people in a relationship that the two aren't committed to the same thing one may be committed to going to god to to seek change and to see how they can improve and if the other one's not committed to that it can be very hard because it feels like you're pulling the load for someone else you know yeah. And, um yeah. for us to have god as our center is what has kept us you know healthy and strong to where we are today because to be honest without god we i don't know how we would you know navigate it through tough times and just having to go to the strength the the source of our faith mm-hmm. not based on feeling yeah. you know but actually something we can depend on when our feelings fail you yeah. know that's been for us it's it's definitely been so important to have us on the same wavelength you know committed to the same thing where we can have god as this in the center as the center of our marriage mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah i think it would be it's almost as if like I, we do know of couples who um who have different sort of faiths mm. and, um you know they're married have been married a long time and uh to 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 say it's wrong or right the mm. kind of to do it justice really of course yeah um but i would say this is that for one who was looking to get married Um, my recommendation would be to um, look for someone that has the same belief system as you. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, the the reason being is because the, your belief system or your faith or whatever um, is essentially what you what you bring your values from. Yeah. So so like if someone has a belief system on one field and another one has on a belief system on another field and they've got values that come out of that um those values if they're different um are going to cause pretty bad conflict yeah you know? yeah yeah um and it's like it's it's hard enough i think um for for two individuals like it's been 
um, amazing for Rachel and I. We've, we've had so many beautiful and amazing times as a married couple, but also we've had some hard times. <laughs> Amen. Some, yeah. Difficult moments where it's like, okay, well, this is hard. Yeah. Um, and I'm just so I'm so grateful that Rachel has, in those really difficult moments, um, she's had the same faith as me because um, we've fallen back on that. Like it's not. Basically, it's not central to us, mm. like it's central to God. Like when all else has fallen apart, and that happens in marriage sometimes, when you just get it gets hard and come across some issue that you can't resolve or some conflict that's really difficult and whatever. Mm. Um, mm. To have God at the center of that, and like for Rachel and I, that's Jesus. Mm -hmm. To have Jesus at the center of us and you know, his main uh, commandment was this is love, um, love each other as I've loved you. Um, to have, to have that, like to come back to that, yeah, and say and, and to say Jesus, I mean Ryan, you know, Jesus has, you know, has loved you. He gave his life for you, mm -hmm. and here you are, uh, been difficult <laughs> over the fact that you, you know. Rachel wakes up at a different time, or whatever, you know, or, yeah. you know, she's done this or that that's upset you, and here you are, you know, holding her up for that, yeah. and I've given my life for you, so as I've given my life for you, yeah. you give your life for Rachel, like, so have that at the center, um, that's, that's, um, that's been something that has, well, I mean, for us, it's saved our marriage, yeah. literally saved our marriage, so if Rachel was a different faith, and I was in a different faith, yeah. and different things, yeah. You know, it would have been really hard. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with that part of having to draw from Christ, having to yeah. draw from what He's done for us. Because yeah. again, like you know, you can rely on your own strength, but after a while, that wears off. Yeah. You know. But when, but when you draw on something bigger than you, and when you've received love, it's easier to give love because there's something that you are depositing from you know and then you it's easier for you to keep going back to that source yeah. that is just endless so yeah. you keep having the hope and the commitment to keep going mm -hmm. you know and and then you see marriage just flourish yeah. amidst hard seasons yeah. So, yeah okay okay interesting and going back to this idea of faith in the storm it essentially came into my mind because I was thinking of just generally we all go through emotions being universal we all go through moments of adversity and obstacles and so there's a lot of people who have been saying and asking me you know okay so if, if God does exist if there is this God and we're supposed to have faith in him what what is the process what do we do do we just you know do we just call out to him do we talk to him you know how, how do we address it what do we do um, so what is the if you think about your process if you like of course you believe in in God you believe in Jesus and you've hit a moment of adversity what is that first kind of step you do whether it's physically or mentally what is that first thought in your head what what is that thing that you would encourage people to do when they have these questions of, you know, I actually don't know how to go about this. I'd like to believe in this, but what do I do? Okay, well, 
there, there comes a point with adversity where you will realize that you don't have control. Yeah. And that's the thing with adversity, that's the thing with suffering, that's the thing with pain. Mm -hmm. Is there comes a point in that pain where you go, I, I just, no matter what I do here, I, I just can't control it. Mm -hmm. So it's a funny question as to what to do when you realize you have no control. Yeah, you know? yeah, of course. So, um, uh, and it's, it's that point, I think, that every human being comes to. Um, that, I mean, if you don't have something to go to, mm -hmm. um, uh, people do the most crazy things. They jump out of buildings. They, yeah, yeah. They go into crazy depression. They take things that aren't good for them. And yeah. All of those sorts of things begin to happen because they're just the sense of control has been lost in, in the face of suffering. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would, if a person was in that place, of anxiety and depression and helplessness, if they've really gone to that level, I mean, the first thing I would do is just um, get alongside them and support them and love them. Because I think, I think most of the time we just need someone who hears us and who is supporting us and yeah. is walking alongside of us. Mm -hmm. um, and when the question comes as to, okay, well, how come, you know, what are you? What's, what's giving you strength? I would say, well, you know, it's this relationship that I have with Christ where I have surrendered to Him. Once again, there's that surrender word. Mm. Um, what have I surrendered? Well, I've surrendered control. So yeah. I'm not trying to control anything anymore. Mm -hmm. My question is not, is now not, how can I control this life that I have? It is now, is, is God, what is your will in all of this? And what's how am I going to get through today? Like, what am I going to do? Like, what? And and it's 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 most it's it's most often this decentralization of getting your eyes off yourself yeah. and trying to find it within yourself and just putting your eyes on on, on yeah. yeah. And that's like the step towards beginning to um, to realize that he is in control. Yeah. Um, even in the midst of suffering, even in the midst of really terrible things. Right? Mm -hmm. God has a plan that goes right through beyond death and beyond everything. So we, we can trust in Him in that. Mm. Um, so I would I would first I would support that person. I'd say, hey, I'm with you, love you. And secondly, I would I would just share with them the source of strength that I have. That's not in myself, but in Him. Mm -hmm. That strengthens me. You know, and, um, I've. You know, I've invited Jesus into my heart. And there's, uh, you know, the yeah. Bible talks about how when we do that, it fills us with the Spirit. And I know there has been moments where I myself have been at my absolute end. Like, yeah. You know, where, you know, I've just struggled. I'm just, I've come to a point where I've gone. I mean, I used to say, I don't know what to do, but now my my what I say is God, you're my only hope. Yeah. And that is that God, you're my only hope, is the moment that's where faith begins. Because I've got nothing. I can't put my hope in anyone. I can't put my hope in money. I can't put my hope in whatever. Mm. All of those things kind of mm. are 
somewhat unreliable. You know? Yeah. But God, you're always there and we're right now. So I don't know where you're leading me. I'm following. So I would get that person to be in that same place. Yeah, no, that's good. Good. Yeah, I think just to tail end of what Ryan was saying, you know, that often we think faith is something we find within, mm -hmm. but to know that faith is something that actually exists outside of ourselves, you know, and for anyone who's in those spaces or those moments or those situations of hopelessness, to know that they don't have to incur the strength, you know, they don't have to do anything, but just believe um, for God to fill you, like Ryan was saying, you know, because I think it's it's an exhilarating moment to know that, you know, it's not your faith that saves you, mm -hmm. you know, it's what He's done for you that saves you. Yeah. So it's it's exhilarating to know that you don't have to keep striving for something that God's already worked, He's done, He's paid the price, He's finished. So it's exhilarating in that sense, but then in the, in the other sense of that means I got to let go of my own agenda, my control, how I want this to work and mm -hmm. you know most of the times we reach these points is because of unmet expectations you know when we when these really low points it's we've had these great expectations yeah. and they failed us <coughs> and we're here so in that part of it's like an exchange where you know you take on what God has for you and you give up what you've had yeah, you know, and it's in that place where you can really begin to believe and have this peace. And it could happen now. Whoever's listening to this right now in your room, you know, it's 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 a place of going. I can't do this anymore, God. Like I need you to fill me, and I'm gonna give up control. Right. So yeah, yeah. I think it just starts with it starts with surrender. Yeah. Like knowing that you actually He's paid the price for your faith. That's why you can have faith. Yeah. You don't do anything for your faith. He's done it for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the shift where people find it hard to believe. Yeah. Like, where's the, you know, where's yeah. the catch? Where's the catch? <laughs> exactly. What yeah. do we do? How many prayers do we yeah. need to pray? And like you yeah. talked earlier, you know, people feel like it's just his rules and religions. But when you know that he's done it all for you and you just have to surrender, it really takes the load off. And you can start right now. Just really accepting him and, and the invitation, like Ryan mentioned earlier, the invitation's open to everyone. Yeah. You know, he's not an exclusive God, he's an inclusive God. Mm -hmm. So he's there waiting on us to accept that invitation. So it's anytime, any place, any season. You know? Yeah. No, I think that's really good because I think a lot of the questions have been in regards to, you know, do we have to go somewhere to have this conversation, yes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's this idea of, okay, yeah, knowing God exists, but no, we have to we have to maybe go to the temple or the, you know... Go. My best moments are in the toilet. That's great. That's, thank you for sharing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, I was going to say, but this... The, there is something in us human beings. Mm -hmm. Like if I was to say to you, okay, you're going through a difficult situation right now. Yeah. Here's ten things. You just do these ten things, and your problems will be solved. Yeah. You're like, Amazing. Okay, ten things. I'm going to go do those ten things. Yeah. And my life is going to be better. Thank yeah. you so much. And really, to be honest, that's that's what um, that's what religion has been built out of. I mean. Yeah. Religion is built out of 
being humble and admitting that I do have struggles, I, I have pride in this area, I have a control issue, I have rejection issues mm-hmm. and then taking, taking on his acceptance. It's that constant exchange, going to God, repenting of my sin and, and accepting his acceptance, accepting his love. You know, and that for me really helps me take the focus of me from that anxiety and keeps the focus on what he has planned to do through me, right. not just for me. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's been my experience with Yeah. And yeah, I think I think self centeredness is a big problem. Hmm. I think you know, we do live in a society now that well in terms of on on a global scale um, we're richer in terms in terms of money than we've ever been in the history of the world. Like a lot more money, mm-hmm. more access to um, social media, all of these sorts of things, like through our, through the internet than we've ever had. There's so much more that we've got now than we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yet anxiety is on the rise, depression's on the rise. Yeah. Divorce is on the rise. Like everything's uh, all of these kind of really negative. Yeah sort of things are just getting, you would think it would be the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, I don't, I haven't looked into it enough to really have a really, really full on answer, like yeah. a really, yeah. like a comprehensive answer. Mm-hmm. But I would say that um, I think a big part of like anxiety or depression, uh, if you were to unpack it for a person, I mean, Sometimes there really are clinical um, people who struggle with these things clinically. Yeah, of course. So I know I wouldn't want to. Um, I wouldn't want to. Um, you know, if a person does have a clinical issue there, I wouldn't want to to come across like I don't understand that sometimes people do need to go and get help from the right people. Of course. But I'm not talking so much about clinical. Yeah. Clinical anxiety or you know, bipolar and all of these sorts of things, but for people who are struggling through life and with these issues mm-hmm. you know it's, it's a, looking at what 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 is causing the anxiety and uh, oftentimes you know there's there's it's it's just it's unmet expectations from yeah. something that we've kind of pegged mm-hmm. our entire life upon to be that thing that if we get that then we will we will feel, feel yeah. better you know? yeah. like for instance you know in, in for someone who's pursuing something, pursuing something in a, in a career, mm-hmm. um, like a professional, mm-hmm. and they're working, 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 but their boss is never recognizing that the, the gift and talent they are to that, to that, it's just never been recognized. Yeah. So they're never getting recognition. Yeah. So everything they begin to do is for recognition, right? Yeah. Now let's say they finally get recognized. They get recognized and then they realize, hold on, I'm not do what I thought it was gonna do. I've still got I've still got, you know, my mum who isn't recognizing me and you know, my dad never you know, he never took any notice of me when I was a kid and I've still got this person who doesn't know and that and so for we live our whole lives trying to get that one thing or those two things or whatever and we get them and then we realise, hold on, I'm still not happy. And I think that is the point where we fall into depression. Mm. You know? I, I know what that feels like. I, there's yeah. been things that I've just gone after. I, I, want, I will be successful when I have 
you know, this increment. Yeah. And you, you, you get there, and you're like, oh, I still feel the same. And mm -hmm. that's like a, a certain, that's a really intense emptiness. Yeah. When you realize everything that your whole life has been lived for, is suddenly not getting what you wanted. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a big cause yeah. of, of the issues that we have now, because people have more access, they have more money to be able to pursue these sorts of things. Yeah, it's you know, true. Not just surviving so much as much. I mean, there are those that are, but um, true. you know, so we're pursuing more than we ever have. Yeah, we're not getting what we thought we would. Mm. It brings about a state of like a sickness of the heart. Yeah. And I, I just don't think those things are meant to be the center of our lives. You know? Yeah. What is meant to be the center of our lives is God. True. And out of God, you know, there's a scripture that says, "Seek first." kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. Yeah. So seek him first and then you'll find these other things as you follow him. Through work, not like they're just going to pop out of the ground. Of but, course. <laughs> but they won't be the center of your life. Yeah. Yes. True. They're meant to be the center. Not, okay. They're just meant to be the fruit. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. And, and both of you being pastors and being coaches and mentors to so many people, how, is that process for you difficult? Because I can imagine, you know, it's almost like when, when, when people are in, in that profession of life coaching as well, there's a lot of responsibility of being there for other people. And I think for other people, they forget that you are also human and, you know, there's a tendency of putting you on a pedestal and being very reliant and dependent on you. Um, do, you do you get worried about how to counsel them through something when you yourself might be going through a lot? And, you know, what is that responsibility like for, for you guys? How do you manage? How do you manage it? Yeah, well, I, I think there are moments where, um, I mean, thank God I've got good friends who are ahead of me to mentor me. Yeah. And you look after me. That I can pick up the phone to and just say, hey, I'm really struggling with this or that. You know, you feel, everyone needs someone. Like, so, yeah. And we're not above it. We're only human. And that's the cool thing about mentoring and helping people through is that sometimes it's like, it, it's the simple thing of being able to say, listen, I know what you're going through. Mm. You're going to be okay. That gets a person through it. Yeah, right? true, true. So if yeah, so if, if we didn't if we didn't have those experiences, we wouldn't really be able to help that many people. Yeah, <laughs> true. You know? Yeah, true. I think yeah, definitely. I mean, we've faced it even since coming here and starting C three. Uh, there's definitely pressure we feel more at more times than others. Is is the weight that we can carry, and I feel like we've learned through experience over and over again how to really take that weight to God. Um, I mean, in, in the last few years, I, I feel like personal growth has been more than it's ever been because I feel like every part of me has been tested, you know. Uh, like, why am I doing this? So what am I doing it for? And, mm. and, you know, these unmet expectations that I've had or expected from people because maybe I've helped them or 
you know, even in my own self, like why why haven't I got that reciprocated back? Okay. And, you know, in my own journey as a pastor, learning to go to God and get that from Him, so that when I'm with people, I can really just be free to be me. Mm. But that definitely has been a journey, you know, uh, of of not being a people pleaser. And I know. <laughs> uh, Every pastor I've spoken to has struggled with this at some point yeah, in time. Yeah, I'm know, sure. Where it it's hard sometimes to just you know take a stand and follow exactly what God's called you to do. Mm. But you know, like we're all on a journey, we're all growing, and I feel this constant exchange of going to God to fill what I need or what I'm trying to expect from people, and also just the openness and vulnerability that Ryan and I have tried to be really intentional about um, you know not to put ourselves higher than we are you know and 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 not to and and to be okay to actually draw boundaries you know that's something I'm, I'm learning too is it's okay to say no and it's okay to say um, not today you of know course, it's okay yeah. to say next week and you know I, we have our kids as well and so you know it like it, it's such a it's not a balance because you know you can't really <laughs> achieve this balance in, in what we do but it's it's a matter of sometimes life is just a juggle of yeah. priorities of you know what's important now what do we need to do now it may not be the same tomorrow or three years from now but right now this is what God's gifted gifted us this is what he's entrusted us with and it's just learning how to uh, you know take that on and not hold you know and even that whole messianic complex that I think sometimes we all go through is that you know, we, we can save people, we can't, you know, and just no. having that load off us going, it's God, it's the Holy Spirit that convicts and we're just stewards of, you know, what he's entrusted us with. And, you know, that's been easier on me to just constantly go to God and remind myself that I can't save people, you know, and that it's okay, I, I will fail people, I will... Mm miss the mark you know I will not be able to meet everyone's needs and that's okay yeah. and for the longest time I was not okay with that I wanted to but that was my own heart issue being exposed that mm -hmm. I thought I could meet everyone's needs you know and and so just learning with God walking with God going that he has the answers and you know I can't be savior I'm in need of a savior Yeah, I was just gonna. One of the dangers with our job is, is you can have fun. You can create codependent relationships. Yeah, yeah. You you need um, them to be weak so that you can be strong. Mm. Right, and this happens a bit sometimes in churches. And it's yeah, not very good. yeah. Um, uh, one thing we've had we've learned over the over the years is that you cannot. Um, there are a lot of people, and the codependency goes the other way. It's like they, a person will want to stay where they are, but have that person who's strong that they can kind of draw from, but they don't want to change at mm. all. So we have to be careful there with that, with those kind of um, yeah. relationships and issues sometimes that we have to kind of go, okay, there does come a point where you do need to make some decisions and make some yeah. choices. Yeah. You yeah. need to change. Yeah. Like and there needs there's this thing that you're doing or that thing that's yeah. happening. That you you're not gonna move forward unless you let go of that piece of baggage. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's difficult sometimes because it's almost like tough love. You know? Yeah, to giving come to that with that, a person where yeah. they're, they're like, oh, well, I don't want to change. And you, you can see that and yeah. you can help them through that. So we've got a lot of people, you know, sometimes that they remain friends. We remain very close. We love them to bits. But we can't <laughs> help them until they want to move forward. Yeah, yeah. And so we that's been the dance for mm. us. Mm. Um, is, is just sensing that with people, not being forceful, not being in any way, and just helping them get to wherever it is that they need to be and helping them move forward. If they want to move forward, yeah. it's okay. It's okay. We love yeah, them. That's, it's all about the love. <laughs> and, there's, and there's someone who once said this, and it's always stuck with me that, you know, don't try and rush the Holy Spirit. Or don't move ahead of Him and don't stay behind. You know, you're working with the Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the Spirit that convicts. And so often as human beings, we want to have this show to perfect people or to show, you know, as accreditation to us or we want to rush it yeah. or, or we don't want to help someone forward because we're too scared of what they'll say. But the key is to be in step with the spirit mm. while he's doing his work in the person to actually come alongside mm. and just walk the journey. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's amazing. There's been a lot of information. Um, I just want to end by doing something very fun, like a quick round. Um, But this was an amazing chat, and I hope that people are going to find this very helpful. Um, So quickly then, a fun getaway spot, which you love in Bombay, like just to get away from the noise. It could even be your home as being a sanctuary, whatever it is. What would it be for you guys? Well, for me, it definitely... um, my bedroom, I, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> that's your sanctuary, <laughs> it's my sanctuary, I, I know Ryan always like, he wonders where I am, even if I'm sad or happy, I'm always on my bed, like, <laughs> even my, my morning times with God, it's, it's on my bed, it's, you know, and a lot of stuff happens in my bed, <laughs> the that's such a good um, place, but good that is definitely my safe space, because I feel like I can really be yeah, you know, and and the amount if God had to play my entire life <laughs> since moving back to Mumbai, it would those crucial moments of wrestling with God, of you know, getting answers from Him, of you know, finding just what I need to surrender. All those moments happen in that. So I wow. consider that my safe space. Yeah. Okay, okay. So a spot. Uh, I mean, the, at the, where we're living right now, the terrace. If I ever need to just get up and sort of think, I'll just go up on the terrace yeah. and sit up there and yeah. kind of just ponder. Sometimes I'll, I'll take my uh, noise-canceling headphones <laughs> yeah. and just yeah, that's a and good just put one. them on and put some sort of music on and just uh, and just chill up there. Um, yeah. Um, sometimes uh, at the office in Worley, um, uh, when I need to really think, I'll go for a walk. Mm. Um, it's really cool through there because um, at the back of the on the back roads there where all the rail, railway stations are, you can walk along those. Okay. There's all these back sort of pathways okay. through there, so I just walk through there sometimes okay. when I really need to yeah. think and pray, and uh, mm. I really enjoy that. Yeah. And I need to be by myself. Yeah, yeah. And and is there one thing if if you could think of one thing that you would have to, that if you if you could tell your younger self. What would it be? Hmm. Uh, probably just um, 
you, you, you just don't doubt yourself. Like, try a little harder and uh, don't take don't take your own um, inabilities as the um, as the like the reference point for what you can and can't do. And mm. What you can't do usually is just um, something that you need to learn. It's that's you're coming up, up against. And so I did approach life earlier as a younger man. As, um, I, there's a lot of stuff that I just didn't do because I didn't think I could. Mm. But now, a few years later, uh, I've gone, gosh, I, I've done all of these things. I could have done this and that much earlier if I had a... But I, so I just don't doubt yourself. Yeah, doubt yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think for me, um, it would definitely be, you know, to not please not try and please people so much. I've learned that the hard way also in the journey is you have an audience of one, mm -hmm. you know, and seek to please him in whatever you do. Okay. Definitely just seek to please God. And you'll see your life, the decisions and the outcome that comes from that will be far more bolder and more courageous than actually tries trying to please everyone. Yeah, amazing. And lastly, um, complete this sentence. I have faith in the storm because... Hmm. I think for me, I have faith in the storm because I know who holds the universe. Okay. I know who holds my future. Yeah. So yeah. I can rest in yeah. that fact. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And just, I mean, you know, just a quote that actually puts that in perspective is, is one of my favorite authors who says it's not um, the strength of your faith that ma matters but the object of your faith that matters. Okay. And so the object of my faith is God mm. and I can rest in that. Yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I would say, I, what is it? I have faith in the storm, storm because, because I know the person who is in charge of the storm, in charge yeah. of the wind. Yeah. In charge of the raging seas, and, mm. and at his command, it cannot stop. And uh, I have faith in the midst of that storm because he has demonstrated that he loves me, and that he has faith in me mm. enough to give his life up for me, come and rescue me from from death and sin. So, um, and he loves me like a. So no matter how hard it gets, he's there. Yeah. And, uh, if he's the one that controls all of this, even if it's really difficult, I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to worry. I don't have to be anxious. Yeah. Because of him. Because of the relationship. Not a philosophy. Yeah. Not a system, but a relationship. True. A relationship. Amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. We I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. It was a great conversation and I look forward to putting this out. Looking Thank you guys. Until bye -bye. next time. <laughs> Bye. Love.